Okay. So we're going to pick it up from Davchav Gimel Amit Aleph. The last thing the Gemara said was that according to Rabbi Yosi by Yehuda and the Rabbanon, they argue. Rabbi Yosi by Yehuda argue, and the Rabbanon argue if you if you live with a sister who's also Bas Eishes Avicha, Bas Bas Eishes Avicha, meaning your sister who's also your your mother, your father's daughter, which is most Achaisai. How many lavim were you over? Just one for Achaisai or two? So Agav, the Gemara said, what does Rav Yaisi Bayud do with Bas Eishas Avicha? If he holds that you're only Chayim Meshem Achoysai, what does Bas Eishas Avicha teach you? So he says, Bas Eishas Avicha tells you that you're only Chayim for an Achoysai, for a sister, if she's the daughter of your father's mother, meaning that the, your father and your mother had a marriage. I.e., it's excluding if you had a woman, if your father lived with a guy, if your father lived with a guy and had a daughter, that daughter is not considered a Achoysai, and you're exempt. Dad, just use a regular use the over there. It's, it's okay, fine. I, I, I gotta, I gotta, uh, I gotta go back there. Yeah, fine. So the point is, achoyse is to exclude if she's your sister from a guy, meaning your father had you, and then your father lived with a guy and had a daughter. That daughter is not your sister in halacha. That's to the exclusion. So the Gemara then asked. Maybe it's to exclude a sister that your father had from an oinus. If your father raped a woman and had a sister, maybe that's not considered a sister in halacha. Is it on that shtender? So the Gemara says, okay. Yeah? Sorry, so let's start. The Gemara says, Gemara says, Perhaps the Pasuk is excluding, meaning we're saying right now that not every type of sister is the type of sister that you're over. For, for living with, right? The first one is to exclude, um, we said it's to exclude a sister if the father's a guy. So the Gemara says, maybe it's to exclude a chai What if your sister is from a chai relationship? I don't know, your, your father's a kayan, he married a grusha, and he had a daughter, so that's your sister, but she's from a chai Maybe a sister from a chai relationship is not a sister in halacha, and you'd be allowed to live with her, you'd not be over chai karis for living with her. That's the Gemara's kasha. So the Gemara says, and The Gemara says, Can't be. Amraf Papa, It can't be, because is considered a halachic marriage. And because it's considered a marriage in halacha, there's no reason to exclude a daughter from such a union to say that she's not your sister. Meaning, I understand by a guy, it's not a marriage that the Torah recognizes, but the Torah recognizes such a marriage. So the Torah recognizes such a marriage, it's tafsi bakadushin, which means that while you're not supposed to do it, if you did it, the marriage is valid. So because the marriage is valid, therefore she's considered halacha dechsev. How do I know that Chayve Lavin is a marriage that while the Torah does not want you to do, if you did it, it is valid. Because the Torah describes when it comes to inheritance, the Torah describes that a man has two wives. Ha'chas hu'va One's a woman that he loves, one a woman, one's a woman that he hates. On a Pashup shot, what the Pasuk is referring to is that he likes one wife and he doesn't like the other. But the Gemara understands what it means is that this is a marriage that Hashem loves and there's a marriage that Hashem hates. Meaning, you have a metzias where there's a marriage, so it's a valid marriage, but it's a ma- marriage Hashem hates. What's the type of marriage that Hashem hates, but it's a marriage? Loisase, alavin. The Gemara says, The Pasuk says that a man has two wives, one's a wife that he loves, one's a wife that he hates. So the Gemara says, Is there a marriage that Hashem loves and a marriage that Hashem hates? It can't be the people. It's not that Hashem loves the people, hates the people. Hashem loves all people. So what does it mean? It means Hashem loves one marriage and Hashem hates the other marriage. Meaning, a is a marriage that Hashem hates, but kisiyana. 
it's still considered a marriage. The Torah recognizes it as a marriage. So you see that Chayvi Lavin is Tafsi Bakadushin. So because Chayvi Lavin is Tafsi Bakadushin, that marriage is valid. Therefore, if you have a daughter from such a union, it's considered a daughter and she's a sister in Halacha. Okay. So the Gemara says, okay, Emer Pratla Chayvi Krisis. So let's say maybe the Torah is excluding Chayvi Krisis, which means that if you have a sister from a Chayvi Krisis relationship, so that the marriage is not valid at all. Meaning a mamzeres, bekitzer. So a man and a woman, a man lives with a married woman, has a daughter. Maybe she's not considered your sister in halacha. And you can live with her. Because that's a marriage that the Torah doesn't recognize. Gemara says, no. Amar Rav, Amar Kra. The Pasuk says, Ervas achoyscha basavichoy basimecha. The Pasuk says, the erva of your sister. Moiledes bayis or moiledes chutz. Whether she's married, in, whether she was born in the house or outside of the house. What does it mean she's born outside of the house? In the hospital. Do you know what it means? It means whether this is a marriage that the Torah says is a valid marriage, or whether it's meiled is chutz. It's a, a marriage that the Torah says is chutz. I don't recognize it. Still, she's your sister. Meiled is chutz means she's born outside of the house, meaning it's outside of a marriage that the Torah recognizes, i.e. it's chayve krisus. It's not just a marriage that the Torah hates. It's outside of what the Torah recognizes as a marriage, it's meiled is chutz, and still the Torah says that she's your sister. So you see that a sister from Chayvi Kris is considered a sister in Halacha. The ins- I think meiled is chutz, what is the Pashup Shad of meiled is bias and meiled is chutz, whether she's born from the, the meiled is bias and meiled is chutz. I thought meiled is chutz means that uh, it's not your mother, meaning it's a different woman. She's about, but the truth is, I have to check what Rashi actually says. Hold on, hold on one second. If I find it very quickly, good. Here, huh? No, no, it's okay. Um, here, um, Ervas, Ervas, uh, number nine. To you, one most are outside. Uh, maybe that is the pressure shot. Oh, okay. Um, born in the home. This is a euphemism for a sister born out of wedlock. Okay. The Pashup Shad is whether it's born out of wedlock or out of marriage. Okay. The point is, for the Gemara's darshaning, that Meledes Chutz is a marriage that the Torah says Chutzah, get, get rid of, meaning Chavi Krisis, and it's still she's your sister. The Gemara says, whether the Torah says it's a valid marriage or the Torah says get rid of the marriage when it's she's still your sister okay so that's how you see the Pasuk is including a, cha- a daughter from Chavi Krisus so the Gemara says well instead of so you see that this Pasuk is inclusive right so we're saying it's inclusive a sister from Chavi Krisus instead of that maybe it's to be inclusive of a sister from a guy right it's including something. So maybe instead of including a sister from Chayvi Krisis relationship, maybe it's supposed to include a sister from a guy. Right? Which we said yesterday is not considered your sister in halacha because she's a guy. Maybe it's considered a sister in halacha for this. You see the Pasuk is inclusive, so why are you including Chayvi Krisis? Maybe you should include a goita. The Gemara says, the Ema. How do you know the Pasuk is including Chavi Krisis? Maybe instead of that, it's actually to include the sister from a guy. Meaning your father lived with a guy and had a daughter, and the Pasuk maybe is saying that she's his sister. So the Gemara says, 
answer is Aishas Avicha. It has to be someone that you could conceptually marry. Chavikrizas, while the marriage is not valid, at least it's Shaykh. A Goita is Bechlal, not in the Parsha. The Gemara says, well, okay, Ma Royas. The Gemara says, how do you know? But again, you, 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 the Pasuk is including one and excluding the other. We're saying it's including a Chavikrizas daughter, not a Goita daughter. How do you know? The Gemara says, Mistabra Chavikrizas Havela Rabbish and Kayin Tavsi Wakadushin Yama. At least Chavikrizas, at least she's Jewish. She can marry other people. Right? She might be, let's say, your mother-in-law, but she, she's at least shyach to marry other people. So it makes more sense that the Torah would include a daughter from such a union because at least she's a Jewish woman. So the Gemara says, Gemara says, no, you should include a guy. Why? Because if she converts, you can marry her. So meaning, meaning include a guy because at least by, by the Chavi Krisos, you can never marry her, other people could. But a guy, if she converts, you can marry her. So she's more shyach to you. So the Gemara says, no, because if she converts, she's a different woman. So that woman who's a guy is never shyach to marry a Jew. I, if she converts, she can marry anybody. It's a different person. It's It's like a different, in other image. The Gemara says, Okay, so that's how Rav Yaisi by Yehuda uses this drasha, to exclude a shivcha and avedes kechavim, but to include a chavi krisus. The, the rest of the daf is just drushes. The Gemara says, How did the Rabbana know that a sister from a guy and from a Avedis Kechavim, a Shivcha Kananis, so a non Jewish slave, or Avedis Kechavim, or a non Jewish woman, how do they know to exclude such a sister? So, They use that Pasuk. That Pasuk says that a woman shall be like her mother, meaning that you see that's the source that we follow the mother in Halacha. So, therefore, if the mother's a guy, she's a guy. Obviously, she's not going to be included in the parsha because she's a gaita. She's not. She's not your sister. She's a guy. So the Gemara says, Rav Yehuda. What does he do with this? We basically have two psukim to exclude goyim. He has achoscha and bas eshesavicha, and then you have aisha bilidel tiladeneha. So what do you need both psukim for to exclude goyim? The Gemara says, Chad b'shivcha v'chad He uses one for a gaita. And one for a shivcha kenanis. Now they're both non-Jewish women, but one's a non-Jewish woman slave, one a non-Jewish woman, and he needs both. Both psukim are to exclude that the daughter from such a union is not your daughter in halacha, and it's not your sister. So one is to exclude a guy, and one is to exclude a non-Jewish slave. Why do you need both? So the Gemara says a tzricha. You need both. Each one has a reason to be included more than the other. How so? Iashmin and shivcha. If the Pasuk just said that a Shivcha is not your sister, the daughter of a non-Jewish maidservant is not your sister, I would say, You see, a maidservant is worse than a guy. You see, I'll just I'll say it outside. A maidservant is worse than a guy, but better than a guy. It's better than a guy in that they have to keep the Sheva Mitzvah. They have to keep the Mitzvah Seishel Because they're in the Jewish person's house, they have to keep certain halachas. That makes them kind of Jewishy. On the other hand, a slave out of all people has no... Uh, family lineage. They're mamish like behemoths, like they're owned by another person. As opposed to, that's a shivcha. A non-Jewish woman has some relationship with her kids, like when it comes to inheritance, they have a father, son, they have a yachas to their family, but they also... I'm sorry, what's the difference between a shivcha and a slave? A shivcha is a slave. I just use it, uh, I'm using uh, English and Hebrew. The point is, a shivcha has... No yachas to her family. She's owned by another human being. She has no family lineage of her own. But at least she has to keep certain halachas. 
a non-Jewish woman has a lineage but doesn't have to keep halacha. So that's why you need both. That's why each one, you need both because each one on its own, you couldn't learn from the other one. The Gemara says, Tzricha, you need both. If I told you that that you're uh, that a shivcha, you're allowed to li- li- live with your sister who's a shivcha. Meaning, it's not a chayisai. Mishum dein lachayis. I would say, yeah, because a shivcha has no family lineage. Avalevedis kechavim, but a regular guy is lachayis that has a family lineage when it comes to their inheritance, when it comes to you know what nation you're a part of. They have some relationship to their family. Emaloi, I would say maybe it is your daughter. And if all you said was a non-Jewish woman is not your daughter, I would say because they don't keep mitzvahs. But a non-Jewish slave that has to keep when she's in the Jewish person's house, maybe she is considered your daughter. That's why the needs both psukim. One to exclude a, a shivcha and one to exclude a guy. Why, how did the Rabbanon do it? Because they only have one. How did they learn out? So the Gemara says, Rabbanon, minole. The Rabbanon have a Pasuk for a Shivcha. Where is there a Pasuk for an Avedes Kechavim? The answer is, And they can't learn out from each other because we just got finished saying that they're so different that they're, that you need a drasha for both. So Rabbi Yossi by Yudah had two drashas, one to exclude the daughter of the sister of a guy and one to exclude the sister of, of a Shivcha. So the Rabban only have one drasha. What do the Rabban do with it? The Gemara says, They have a different Pasuk. The Pasuk says, this is when Hashem was telling Klal Yisrael not to, when they entered Eretz Yisrael, to not let the Shevamit, the, the, the Shivas Amim, the seven Canaanite nations, not to let them live. Hashem said, Ki Yasser is bincha me'acharai, bincha mi'israelis kari bincha bin bincha v'amen v'zikhavim karu bincha l'bina. The Pasuk says that when Hashem said specifically, don't let your sons marry their daughters, because then they're going to make your grandkids go away. Meaning, that was what Hashem's way of saying, that you go by the mom. So if a Jewish man lives with one of those people, then the kids are goyim. So, meaning, if a Jewish woman lives with a non-Jew, at least the kids are Jewish. But Hashem was saying, that if your son lives with these Canaanite people, then their children are are acharai, they're gone. Meaning they're no longer Jewish. This is the source that you go by the mother, that the non-Jewish mom makes a non-Jewish child. So this will be the source that we use for our discussion. Therefore, if they're not considered Jewish, then obviously they're not achoso when it comes to the laws of Croesus. That's how the Rabbanon use it. The Gemara says, Because the non-Jewish woman that lives with a non-Jewish man, the son is a guy. So Ravina just did say, though, what you do see from this Pasuk, this is completely Agav, what you do see from this Pasuk is that if you have a non-Jewish man that lives with a non-Jewish woman, the child is a Jew. Right? If you go by the mom, then the child is a Jew. Okay. So Amr Ravina, Ravina said... The Gemara says, Now, here's the deal. We had this discussion yesterday. We had this discussion, uh, not yesterday, a couple days ago. If you have a, if you have a, um, a non-Jewish man who lives with a Jewish woman, right? Non-Jewish man, Jewish woman. The child is a Jew. But if you remember a couple dafim ago, the Gemara was under the impression, the Gemara was under the assumption that it makes a mamzer. Ravina obviously doesn't hold that way because he said it's a Jew. He doesn't say mamzer. He says it's a Jew. So the Gemara says, we see from Ravina that he holds that it's not a mamzer. 
So the Gemara says, the Gemara says, no. The Gemara says, Lema Kasev Ravina, should we learn out from Ravina that Oybe Kichavim, Ve'evet Alboabas Yisrael Avad Kosher, that if you have a non Jew that lives with a Jewish woman, the child is a kosher child, meaning not a mamzer, because Ravina said that they're Jewish. Evidently, they're not mamzerim. So the Gemara says, Nehida mamzer lehava, kosher nami lehava, Yisrael posel mikri. The answer is, Ravina doesn't believe that it's a mamzer, but he doesn't believe it's a kosher child. He calls it a, a Yisrael posel. Call it Yisrael posel, which means you shouldn't marry, you don't marry a, a, a kayan, a, a kehenes, Yes, a kayan, depending on if it's a boy or a girl. The girl should not marry a kayan. They're Jewish, but they're called a Vlad Puzzle. They're called the Jewish Puzzle. Uh, Rashi says, um, um, sorry, uh, I think if I'm not mistaken, we talk at Paskin that it's considered a Vlad Puzzle, that you definitely should not marry them, Kayhanim, they should not marry. And even Yisraelim, I think it's considered a little more matzav of bidiyavid if the father's a guy, but the mother's a Jew. Okay. Now, so the Rabbanon, Rav Yosef Ayyud has two psukim. One is to exclude the daughter of a shivcha, and one is to exclude the daughter of a guy. The Rabbanon had one pasuk, so he said, how do they learn out the shivcha thing? So he said, they had a second pasuk regarding the seven Canaanite nations when they entered Eretz Yisrael. What does Rav Yosef Ayyud do with that pasuk? The Gemara says... The Gemara says, wait a minute, how do you use that Pasuk? Right, the Rabbonon say they have two Pesukim, right? They have one from Achaisai, and then the second Pasuk to exclude Goyim, right? Because you have Shifcha and Goyim, right? So the second one is from the seven Canaanite nations. The Kasha is, how do you compare the seven Canaanite nations to the other nations? I mean, the Pasuk said this halacha, that a Jewish man living with a non-Jewish woman makes a non-Jew... That was specifically regarding the seven Canaanite nations. So how do you know to apply that to Americans, to you know French and all these people? Maybe it's specifically for the seven Canaanite nations. So the Gemara says, The answer is, The answer is, does it, it's rational. Meaning, what's the svara behind it? The svara behind it is, is that the Torah, when it comes to Goyim, recognizes, when it comes to lineage, recognizes the mother. Is there any rational belief that there would be a difference between the seven Canaanite nations and the Americans when it comes to figuring out who's a Jew and who's a non-Jew? The answer is no. So the Gemara says, this, is, this makes sense, meaning... The Rabbanon say, while we have a Pasuk that was specifically describing the seven Canaanite nations to say that if the mom's a guy, the child's a guy, it makes sense to apply that to all people. So the Gemara's, huh? I mean, it makes sense. It's true, but, but if the Torah... True, but I guess the point is because the Pasuk is more generalizing and saying the mother it defines the relationship... It makes sense to apply that to all nations. So the Gemara says, "Well, Hanichalar of Shimon, the Darish time of the Kra." That follows Rav Shimon's point of view. In general, throughout Shas, Rav Shimon goes with the Svara behind the pasuk. He he takes the pasuk and he'll expand based on the Svara. So the pasuk says, "Don't marry the seven Canaanite nations." That's what the t- pasuk says. Now the Svara behind it is because the Mom dictates the lineage. So according to Rav Shimon, you could apply that to Americans, to French, to the Spanish. Because although the Pasuk was specifically talking to the seven Canaanite nations, the rational the rationale behind it would apply. But the Rabbanon, the Rabbanon say, the Rabbanon go with, it has to go exactly to the Pasuk. The Pasuk was talking about the seven Canaanite nations. 
So how do they use this pasuk to exclude the sister of any guy? That there's no iser achaysay by a guy. So the answer is mantana de palaga the rav yosi by you the rav shemini. The answer is the author of this this shita is rav shemini. Okay. Huh? I think they're both probably fine, but a gear for sure. No, a gear. Well, so I'm confused that we're using a psukim about the shimamin kanan to exclude a sister doing yibum with a sister with... Not doing yibum, just living in general. Living, living, sorry, living. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now this is the difficult Mishnah. It's not too bad. I'll, I'll do my best to explain it. Okay, the Mishnah says like this. The Mishnah has one basic premise, and then it repeats itself a couple times. Now, if you have the art scroll, they have diagrams. I don't have an art scroll with me, but the Mishnayis happens to have pictures. I'll pass it afterwards. It's not, it's not super complicated. Okay, the Mishnah says like this. Misha Kiddush Achas Achoyes. If a man was Mekadish, one of two sisters, but he doesn't know which one he was Mekadish. Now, how could that be? That could be a case where he sends a shliach to Mekadish, one of them, and, and um, he never specified which one. Now, the problem with that, the Gemara is going to point out, is that that Kedushin, um, according to some opinions, is not valid, because it's not a Kedushin that could ever lead to marriage, because you can never live with the person, because you don't know who you're being Mekadish. So... The Gemara eventually will, the Gemara will actually change the case, the cases where you knew at the time, and then you forgot. Meaning, you have two sisters, Rachel you tell the Shliach, Mekadish Rachel. And then he comes back, and you're like, which one was it? Was that, okay, that's, that's the case. Exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, okay, fine. So the Gemara says, <laughs> okay, well, that was a little more. Yeah, yeah, well, Not much different. Well, same names. Okay, so, if you're Mekadish one sister, and you don't know which one, so the problem is you can't live with any of them, because it could be your wife's sister, you don't know who you're living with. So, no, you get Lizelle, get Lizelle, you got to divorce both. Makes sense? Okay. Mace, so far, no Yibam cases. Mace, if he died childless, so how do you, who do you do chalitz and who do you even? You don't know who the wife is. So the is, if he has one brother, chalitz is That brother does chalitz to both. Now, that brother cannot do yibum. Let's just speak out why he can't do yibum. Again, you got one brother, you got these two women. One of them is the wife, one of them is the sister of the wife. You don't know which one. So you can't do yibum because he might be living with, um, it's called achais zikukasa, which means the, right when one of those women is attached to him through zika. He can't live with the sister, because there's an Isser, there are on living with the wife of your engaged partner. So he can't do Yibam. Let's say he does Yibam with one. It's a 50-50 chance. He's either doing Yibam with the wife, which is a good thing, or he's doing Yibam with the sister of the wife. No good. Once he does Chalitza, then he can't do Chalitza to one and live with the other, because there's an Isser, there are of marrying the sister of the woman you did Chalitza with. So once so he's out. So he has to do chalitza to both, because there's an iser of achois zikukasai and achois chalitzasai, which exclude both scenarios. So he just does chalitza to both. Okay, so far so good? Yeah? Fine. Okay, but let's say he has two brothers. So then, then the halacha is, one brother can do chalitza to one, and the other brother can do yibam to the other. Why? Miman of Shach, it's okay, right? Let's say you have these two brothers, right? So one brother does Chalitza to the first sister, and the other brother does Yibam. Why could the other brother do Yibam? Miman of Shach, it's fine. Either he's doing Yibam on the widow, doing a mitzvah, or 
it's the widow's sister, but they already had chalitza done. The issue with marrying the sister is, you know, that it's called achos zikukasa, which means while you're connected to one sister, you can't marry the sister. Once the brother did chalitza, it severed all relationships. So therefore, once one brother does chalitza, you could do yibam to the sister. Why? Because either she's the widow, in which case you're doing the mitzvah of yibam, or the other woman was the widow, she already had chalitza done. Mitzvah's done. So now she's just... No bracha, yeah, no, yeah, no bracha, no bracha. So the point is, so then, 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 you, 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 the, once the other brother did chalitza, if that, if he did chalitza to the actual widow, then he did the mitzvah. So then it's done. Now you can't do yibum first because again, there's an iser of achos zikukasa, which means while you're connected to one sister, you can't do yibum to the other. But once the brother does chalitza and severs all zika, so then you could do yibum because memarshach. Either you're doing even to the widow, you're Mekayim Mitzvah, or he already did Chalitza to the widow, and she's just a random woman. No problem. Good? Fine. Now, this, that, that halacha, we're just going to repeat two more times. Just two more cases. Just, it's getting bigger. But it's the same premise. Okay? So, if the deceased had two brothers, one does Chalitza, and then the brother can do Yibam, that's what he said. Now, again, both are not supposed to do Yibam, because one person is doing the mitzvah and one person is potentially marrying the sister of the zika, which you're not supposed to do. Again, we, we don't know who the wife is, so we prefer not to have both do yibam. One should do chalitza, then the next one should do yibam. Says the Mishnah, kadu v'kadzu, let's say instead of asking a rav, both brothers just did yibam. One did to yibam to one sister, one did yibam to the other. To, uh, to, to one one sister to the other. Again, there's only one wife here. We don't know which one is which. So the halacha is ain't see the other. We don't force them to get divorced. The reason is because we don't actually know who the wife is. <laughs> so it's a suffix. So because of a suffix, we'll just let it be. Meaning, if we knew, let's say we knew that there were two sisters, that he was that there were two brothers married to two sisters. There were four brothers. So two brothers married to two sisters. They both die. Then they fall to the other set. So each one is bound to both. The halacha is both are not allowed to do yibam. And if they did, get divorced. You were not supposed to do that. But if you do, like we said before, if you do one, it's finished. There's nothing to worry about. Exactly. That's why if they do get married, first of all, it's a suffolk, but also well, once one of them does yibam, it'll retroactively sever all relationships. You're right. It's only one time that he's over the line. Correct. Also, it, also it, Rashi says it'll retroactively sever any zika. So it's not even going to be an issue. Why are they even bringing this case down then? No, the, the, the point is, it's co- because it's also, it's also not comparable, because the Gemara is going to point out, it's not comparable to a case where they were both married, meaning where there's, like, in the case with the four brothers, two, mother, two brothers married two sisters, they both die, then the other two brothers, the Yibam falls to them. The halacha is, both of them have to do chalitza, because they're both bound to each sister, and they're both, if they both did Yibam against halacha, we'd make them divorced. Over here it's different because over here it's lit- almost the same case except over here there's only one wife and we don't know which one because it's a suffolk. Eh. Okay. How do the women not know which one of them accepted the kedusha? They were so busy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You're right. People. Remember if you got married. Okay. <laughs> um, no, honestly, the case is where you had they appointed a shlech to makabel kedusha. Oh, okay. They both did, and only one remember. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. They were busy. I don't know. They had a lot on a lot on their plate. I don't know. So that was the first case. Now the second case is just more. Okay, instead of one mar- one man marrying 
one of the sisters. You have two men, unrelated, marrying two sisters. You've got Reuben and Shimon, who are not related. They both married two sisters, but they don't know who they married. So it's a similar, it's a similar concept, it's just a little bit bigger. You got Reuben and Shimon, they both married two sisters. Meaning one married a sister, another married a sister. They just don't know which one. So each one have to get divorced from both, because they don't know who they're married to. So it's a suffix eshesish, you got to get divorced from both. Mesu, if they both died childless, each one has one brother. Each brother has to to the both. Again, because he doesn't know who the wife is, he doesn't know who's the sister of the wife. He doesn't say so he's got to, each one got to get divorced. Now, oh, let's say one brother has, one man has one brother, one bro- man has two brothers. So then the halacha is, first you need the guy with the one brother to do chalitza to both, sever that relationship. Then the second set, then the other guy, the one who has the two brothers, one does chalitza and then one can do yibam. Again, because let's say the, the pictures they have example. Okay, so you have Rachel Leah or the sisters. We don't know who they're married to. Who they either married one's married to Reuven, one's married to Shimon. We don't know. Reuven had one brother, and Shimon had two brothers. So once Reuven's one brother does chalitza to both, so he's covered his side. Shimon's got two brothers. So if one of Shimon's brothers does chalitza to one of them, then the last brother can do yibum to the last sister. Why? Memanushach. If she's the widow, then do mitzvah. If she's not the widow. They've already gotten chalitza from every single side already covered, right? Reuven's side did chalitza, Shimon's side did chalitza, so now he could live with her. Either she's the widow and he's Mekai in the midst of Yivam, or she's not the widow, but they already had the, 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 they already had chalitza done to the sisters. Did Shimon have brothers? No, they're not related. The two men who were Mekadosh, these two Ishas, are not related. If you look at the art school, they have pictures. They're not two brothers. No, no, these are just two men. Each themselves have their own family, have their own brothers in order to perform yibum. And again, if these two, if these two men did yibum on these two sisters, we do not, uh, we do not separate them. We do not uh, force them to get divorced. Okay, meaning if on each side one brother does yibum, even though they should not have done that, eh, we'll let it be. It's it's literally the same concept, just repeating itself. That's why, if you look at Art Scroll, they have the the, the pictures. I can't probably show this legally, but but you should uh, you should check. They they help a little bit. The last case, Lazeshnayim Same thing. You have two men. Each one's Makadash's sister. We don't know which one. Each each man has two brothers. So then the halacha is, one of each brother does chalitza. And the other brother does yibum. The reason being is because each woman is getting covered from each side. Meaning, again, you have Rachel, right? You got Rachel. She's one of the women. She doesn't know who she's married to. On her left side, she's got Reuven's whole mishpacha. On her right side, she's got Shimon's whole mishpacha. Reuven, one of Reuven's brothers does chalitza to her. Then she does yibum to Shimon's brother. It makes sense because once, once chalitza is done, it's severed. Then and again and so so that side is done so she could do yibum to one of Shimon's brothers Mamanoshach if she's the widow great if not they already covered they already they already severed it because they're all they're they both the chalitzas have to be done first exactly meaning let me, let me explain meaning you have Rachel and Leah right Rachel and Leah these two people you got Shimon's side Shimon's side 
one of Reuven's brothers does chalitza to one, one of Shimon's does chalitza to the other, then they do yivum to the other side. When once chalitza is done, I mean, they both got chalitza being done from each side, then they do yibum to the other side. So they have chalitza being done, and then by the time they're ready to do yibum, it's going to work memonashach. Either they're the widow and the mekai in the mitzvah, and if they're not the widow, they already had chalitza being done to the other side. They're just marrying a, stand, a stam dude. So th- therefore, it, it's fine. Chalitza is done to sever any zika, to sever any potential, and then yibum's being done by the other side. Let me, I'll just see it inside. Lezesh naim, lezesh naim. So Rachel and Leah were married to Reuben and Shimon. They just don't know who. Reuben's got two brothers. Shimon's got two brothers. Then the halacha is, One of Reuben's brother does chalitza to one. One of Shimon's brother does chalitza to the other. Then Rachel does yibum to one of Reuben's brothers and Leah does yibum to one of Shimon's brothers. If you look at the picture, you kind of see how Rachel, at the end of the day, will get chalitza first from the left side then she'll be doing Yibam to the right side. And the same thing with Leah. So each side is covered. The Chalitzas are done first to sever. Then the Yibams are done to hedge your bets. Either they're the widows and they're doing the midst of Yibam. Or just on marriage. That's it. But again, the main point is Chalitza has to be done first. That's the main point with this entire mission. Chalitza has to be done first. Either to sever, just to sever things. Then you could come in with the Suffolk Yibam, where it's either Yibam or just a marriage. Chalitza has to be done first. And that's the Mishnah says, By the way, the halacha is, if instead of each, if let's say the two brothers did Chalitza to the two, to the two of them, that can cause problems. And then you can't do Yibam anymore. Okay, that, that's the basic premise. That's the basic premise. It is a little tricky. It's not too bad. Let's see the Gemara. Let's see the Gemara. If you hold it there's no zika, then this Mishnah doesn't, you don't have to do the chalitza. Or do you? You still do, because even if you hold there's no zika, you still can't, you still can't do anything. That's the whole, the whole, uh, you're making a good point. The Gemara's going to speak this out. Um, the whole thing of like, oh, is there zika or not? It's a very subtle difference, because I'll tell you why. If there's zika, then she can't marry someone else because there's zika. If there's no zika, she can't marry someone else because it's for it, it's mavatal her ability to do yibum. <laughs> Meaning, yeah, like it, it, I'm saying, the point is like it, even if you hold that there's no zika, in a lot of these scenarios, the halach is no different because but, even if there's no zika, she still can't do A, B, and C because it'll cause her inability to do yibum or chalitza. That's my point. A lot of the scenarios that there's yeah. not much of a difference because either there's zika, so she's bound to this man, or she's not bound to this man, but she still can't do but certain things to know. sever. She so still can't do certain things that will ex- exactly like I give you an example, right? You, you, you have a woman who's waiting to do yibum to you. Forget about all these kind of stop, and you're like, eh, I'll I'll get to her in a few days. I'm gonna marry her mom first. Well, okay, so that's a problem. I, either because there's Zika, so you're bound to her, or you're Mavatal Mitzaseh. It's a very subtle, you know, you understand. Both case, it's not going to be allowed either way. Um, all right, so let's see the Gemara. The Gemara just said like this. The Gemara assumes that the case is, right, the case is that you don't know who you married. The Gemara, this is what I spoke at before. The Gemara assumes that the case is where you never knew who you got married to. We I mean, never. 
So you just literally told the guy, like, hey, go to the street, just Makadash Nishan, okay? Just don't even tell me who. I don't even want to know. Surprise me. And and don't even remember. Just go. And that seems to be the case. And the Gemara seems to indicate that it works. The problem is that's called Kedushin She'en Mesurim Lubia. That's Kedushin that can never lead to relations. Because you'll never be able to live with anyone because she might be your wife, she might not be your wife. She might be the sister of your wife. She might be a married woman. You'll never actually be able to live with any of the women so it's like a condition that will never lead to anything. It's like a condition that just stops at condition. It's a machlegas tanoim whether that's effective. So the Gemara just points out, like, you're telling me that it's effective. I don't know why. <laughs> the Gemara says, You see from the case, again, the Gemara's assumption is that the case was you never knew who you got married to, and it's effective. So you see that type of condition is effective. So the Gemara says, no. The case is where you knew at the time, and then he forgot. Dekanami, I'll prove it to you. It says he doesn't know. Not in a katani in Yudua. It doesn't say that he never knew. It says he doesn't know now. The implication is that he knew at some point who his wife was, but then he forgot. As opposed to never knowing. So it could be if he never knew, it would not be an effective kedushin. So the Gemara continues. Shmamino. Now my Kamash Malon, the question is, what's the Chiddush? The first part of the mission is that if you Mikadish one Isha, you don't know who she is, you gotta get divorced to both sisters. Yeah, okay, okay. So the Gemara says, Seifa Itzukhale, the Chiddush is the end. Okay, the Chiddush is the second part, which is the Yibum element of it. Or again, the first line of the Mishnah was that if you marry one of the sisters, you don't know which one, you have to get divorced from both. That's pretty posh. You can't stay married to either one because you don't know who you're married to. The Chiddush is the Seifa, which is the Yibum element. And the Gemara speaks it out. This is the main point. This is one of the major themes when we did the Mishnah, and that is, you have to do Chalitza first. Then you could do Yibam. Then one brother can do Yibam. If you do Yibam first, that's a problem. Right? Because you have these two sisters, and you got the two brothers. So one brother's like, I'll do Chalitza to one, and you do Yibam to the other. That works. Because then it's a Miman of Shach. You're either doing Yibam to the woman that you're that you're supposed to, or the other woman's the widow, and she already had Chalitza done. But if you do Yibam first, it's too it's too early. It's too much of a risk because either you're doing Yibam to the right woman, or you do Yibam to the sister of your Zakuka, which is not allowed. So that's why you have to Chalitza first to sever. Sever anything, then you could go in with the Suffolk Yibam. The Gemara speaks out, Mamish, the same Gemara. The, the sa- second case was with the two uh, the two men marrying to two sisters. They don't know which one. The Gemara says the same thing. The Gemara assumes it's talking about a case where they never knew who they got married to. Oh, the Gemara says, You see from here, although they never knew who they were going to get married to, and it's an effective Kedushin. So the Gemara says, no, this is Mamish, just literally the same words. The cases where they knew who they got married to, and then they forgot. That's why it says in the Mishnah, they don't know. No, not that they never knew. Shmami no. Umay kamash malon. What's the chiddush? Seif is the chiddush is the yibum element. Meis l'zeh lechad l'zeh shnayim ha'yochad chiddush l'shnayim ha'shnayim echad v'echem yavim. Okay. And the gemara says pshita. The question is, why do you need the second case? The second case is it's fundamentally the same, right? The first is where you have the two men. Okay. Now it's one brother, two brothers. It's the same premise. It's like the same thing. So what do you need it for? The gemara says ha'inu reisha ma'ud the same ligzer tre otuchad. Kamash Malan. The Chiddush is, 
you might think we shouldn't allow in the case, there's a difference in halacha between the two brothers and the one brother, right? One brother, he cannot do yibam to both or chalitza to both. He can't do yibam to one and chalitza to the other. He just does chalitza to both. When you have two brothers, that's when there's a little more freedom to... So the Gemara says, you might think we should just make it uniformed. Everyone yeah, everyone just does chalitza. Like, we shouldn't allow the two because then someone's going to think that the one guy, kamash no. Each case can be taken on its own. Same, same thing. You have to do chalitza first, um, as opposed to yibam first, because you could be doing yibam to the wrong woman, which means. Uh, you, by the way, you realize in that second case, right, you got with the with the two sisters, both married. See, the first case, you have two sisters. Only one of them was married. We don't know who was single, who was married. In the second case, they were both married. We just don't know who. So you said do chalitza, and then you could do yibam. The reason why you have to do that order is because if you do Yibam first, you could be doing Yibam to the wrong woman. Just like straight up. You could be doing Yibam to someone else's woman who's supposed to do Like that's, that's not allowed. So do you do Chalitza first? Last halacha. The last case was where each brother had two siblings. And then Chalitza, Yibam. So the Gemara says, Hasu Lamli, I know Hach again. What do you need this for? It's Mamish, the same same halacha. Mao, the same elixir, del miyavim beloy chalitza, kamash malon. You might think that people will just do yibam without chalitza. Again, it, you need chalitza first. So you might think that the brothers should be like, listen, I'll just do yibam, you just do yibam, forget it. Right? Because you have the two sisters, you have Rachel and Leah. Rachel gets chalitza from one, then even from the other. Leah gets chalitza from one, then even from the other. So you could see people saying, like, why don't you, let's, let's just cut out the chalitza part. Let's just do the even part. The answer is you can't, because you need the chalitza to sever, then you could do the even, which is a suffix marriage. Okay, um, last point. And this also I spoke out from the Mishnah. The Mishnah said that if the two brothers, again, they don't know who's to women, you don't know who's married to who, you're supposed to do chalitza and then yibam. Let's say they just did yibam. The halacha is, we let it be. We don't sever the relationship. We don't make them get divorced. I pointed out, though, there's a Mishnah later on that says not like that. If you remember the Mishnah later on, Mamish two minutes, the Mishnah later on said you have four brothers. Two brothers are married to two sisters. Both brothers die. The halacha is those two brothers that the women are falling to, they both do chalitza, right? Because they're both engaged to, 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 to both. And it's, each one is, you can't do yibam because it's achos zekukasa. What's the halacha if they did yibam? Right? If they both did Yibam against Halacha, we make them get divorced. So what's the difference over here? How come over here we don't make them get divorced, over there we do? So as I said, the difference is, over here, it's a suffolk. Over there, we know both brothers are married to two sisters. We know they were both married. We know all the information. There is a Zika issue. Over here, we don't know who they're married to. Each brother, when he gets married, you could say to him, like the rabbi's like, what are you doing? He's like, I think I'm marrying... I think I'm doing Yibam. The rabbi's like, well, you might not be. He's like, yeah, but I might be. Because it's a suffix, we're going to be a little more lenient as opposed to that's that case. Let's just speak it out. The Mishnah says, Maishno Mahatatanan, how come over here, if they got married, we don't make them get divorced? But yet the Mishnah says later on, Arba Achin, Shnaimem Rasum Shteachoyos, Umeisan Asunas Achoyos, Arilchoyos Loimis The Mishnah over there says that if you have the two brothers married to two sisters and they both die, the other two brothers should not do Yibam. And if they did, you have to get them divorced. So why is it over there? They have to get divorced over here not. So the Gemara says, Hachi hashta. Hasam, ilamandamar, the next page. Yesh zika, yesh zika. Ilamandamar, aslavatim is yivumar, aslavatim is yivumar. Over there we know the information. The brothers are not allowed to marry these two sisters, either because of zika or because it's going to mevatal mitzaseh, because if one of them gets married and the other one dies, then they can't do yivum. Understood. It's a problem. It's a for sure problem. But hacha, kolchad vechad eimer, didikom isra amile. 
Over here, each one can say, I'm doing Yibam, meaning over here it's a suffix. So because it's a suffix, we're not going to make them get divorced. As over there, we know it's an issue. That's the main point. I will right, we'll stop here. Um, just one second. We'll stop here. Right, have a good one, guys. Um,